Hello, and welcome to another edition of Heart to Art, a podcast designed to get to the heart of the art teachers. I'm your host, Dave Tarzan. On this week's episode, I continue my interview with Miss Carrie Rusinello, the art teacher for Aldine and Sherman Schools in Roselle Park, New Jersey. But first, we have a new segment featuring the weekly winners from Artsonia's Artist of the Week contest. Every week, Artsonia chooses an Artist of the Week from four different grade levels. And now, now ladies and gentlemen, for this week, our winners are K through third grade, Julia Oliver Street School in Newark, New Jersey, Marie Ebert Teacher, fourth through sixth grade, Kalel St. Mary's School, Riverside, Illinois, Carolyn Johnson, teacher. Seventh through ninth grade, Bridget from John B. Lang Middle School in Columbia, Missouri, Adair Stoke and Vasquez, teacher. Tenth through twelfth grade, Iris from Washburn High School in Washburn, Wisconsin, Kristen Tetzner, teacher. Each student will receive an award plaque courtesy of Artsonia and a $50 gift certificate courtesy of Dick Blick Art Materials. And of course, each teacher receives a $100 Dick Blick gift certificate for their classroom. Congratulations to all of our winners. And one more thing, we have an important update we have added to the Artsonia app. You, all teachers, you can now have your students add themselves to a roster using classroom mode. Log on to artsonia.com for more information. Okay, let's get to the heart of this episode. Mrs. Carrie Rusinello. I would like to first and foremost thank Mrs. Rusinello for her amazing support of almost 20 years of using Artsonia. Last episode, I may have been a little overzealous about what Artsonia can do for our teachers and really focused on Mrs. Rusinello's Artsonia experience. Between the time I interviewed Ms. Rusinello and the time I edited and produced it, half the country went on the pandemic lockdown. We never got to know Carrie Rusinello, an art teacher, for almost 25 years from Moselle Park, New Jersey, with multiple honors and awards, including... Um, and some of these are quite lengthy, so bear with me. The National Arts Education Association's Eastern Region Elementary Art Educator of the Year. The National Youth Art Month Award of Excellence, along with several other Youth Art Month awards. The New Jersey Governor's Award in the Arts. She has three of those. And what Mrs. Rusinello says are her proudest moments, art art educator of New Jersey's elementary division teacher and all dean school teacher of the year. And then finally, the most amazing art teacher award. And this one comes from Chloe, one of Mrs. Rusinello's kindergartners. So let's get back to the heart of art. Who is Carrie Rusinello? Let's start with this. Tell me about your artistic journey. Where did you start? Are you an artist? Well, I'm definitely an artist. I started ever since I was little. I was always drawing. 
Um, I actually still even have some of my sketchbooks from when I was in fourth and fifth grade because then I thought I was going to be a fashion designer. <laughs> so I remember watching TV and like drawing the characters and, you know, drawing different outfits and looking through like the old JCPenney catalogs and drawing all these outfits. Um, so I was always doing something. My mom was always doing things with me too. She was always drawing and showing me how to do different things, how to color. Was she an artist? And, um, she actually wasn't. Um, but we always used to joke around with her that she should have been an interior designer because you just gave her like a theme and an idea for like a room and she could pull it off with, you know, pennies. It was, it was insane. She was so good with that. Um, my uncle was actually, um, he had wanted to go to school to be a cartoonist. So when I was little, I would always be like, oh, draw me E.T., draw me my Cabbage Patch Kids. And he would always sit there and he would sketch them and give them to me. So I always looked up to him. But unfortunately, you know, his life took a different turn and he didn't end up going um, to school to be a cartoonist. And then Mrs. Rusinello talked about that moment. And I remember when I was a junior, my art teacher had asked me if I knew what I wanted to do yet. And I had wanted to be a fashion designer. And when I started researching more and more into it, I was like, you know, I don't know if I really want to do that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I was just kind of like, ah, I don't really know. So he was talking to me one day and he's like, oh, well, tell me just some things that you do, some things that you like. And we had a whole conversation. And, you know, I had mentioned I was always babysitting when I was a teenager, all the kids in the neighborhood. And you know, of course, I always loved art class. And he looked at me, he's like, do you ever think of being an art teacher? Because you like art and you like kids. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I never thought of that. So he kind of put the idea in my head. And then I kind of just started going with it. Because I was like, you know what, I think that's what I probably should do. Because it's two things I like doing. We moved on to her time in college, where she taught me if something's not available, doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. I went to Seton Hall and okay. I double majored. So I was a elementary education and a fine arts um, education major. But the, the funny thing about it was at that time, they really didn't even have a fine arts education class. So it was, it was pretty interesting. So um, when I started there, I was taking all my elementary education classes, you know, all the coursework I had to take. And for the fine arts part, I was just taking all fine arts classes. Mm -hmm. And finally, I think I was there, I went in my sophomore, my junior year, and we had a new professor come. And she was appalled that we didn't have um, an education class for fine arts. So she told us if we could get seven people to take the class, she would open the class and create it at the university. So we got a whole bunch of people to take it that weren't even fine arts majors that just needed electives in the fine arts. Mm -hmm. So, um, so we had the class started and that was my first, you know, time because since I was doing the dual major, um, sometimes I had to fight with the university to be placed in an art room for my student teaching. And that, and, the, and that fight just yeah. kept going with you all the way through your entire career. <laughs> yeah. I'm fighting yeah. for it. Yeah. So, um, so I, I did one time the university did allow me to be in the fine arts classroom. The, all the other times since I was an elementary major, I had to be in the regular ed classroom, which was helpful. 
because my first job, I was actually a fifth grade teacher. So, um, and I did that for one year while I was still looking for an art job because it seems a lot of times with, with art teachers, um, it seems that, you know, a lot of times we get the job in that district and we're happy there and we stay there until we retire. Mm-hmm. So I went with just the fifth grade job for the first year. But while I was there, I was constantly incorporating things. So you need a job, preferably in teaching and preferably teaching art. What do you do if you're an art teacher and you end up getting a teaching job in a school that has no art? If something's not available, it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. There was no art teacher at the school. So they didn't even have art as, a, as a, an elective. So a lot of things um, I would just incorporate into all the different lessons, you know, some kind of art project just so that the kids were getting art. I was the youngest in the school. Um, all the other teachers had been there for years and they were always making comments like, oh, what does she only do art projects in there? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it just, it made me laugh because it was just different things that I, um, the kids were learning about. And I would just say, okay, let's do this. You know, we were doing um, patterns in, in math and we did tessellations and they had to do a research project mm-hmm. on a saint. So I had to make like a hand puppet for, you know, their saints, you know, and the kids were just having a great time the entire time. I recently took an online class from Yale University called the Science of Well-Being. It was free, so I did it. And the studies conducted for the class reiterated what we already know, that things don't make you happy, memories do. And they went on about how to create positive memories through experience. The experience of doing something stimulating creates endorphins that stimulate happiness. One thing I like to do with some of the artwork um, that I find really interesting is I'll share it with a different class. And I've actually given them extra credit if they um, make up a story about the picture. Oh, and so I'll somebody's give them a making copy a story. Somebody else is making up a story about another about child's the picture. picture. Like, I won't tell them anything about it. You know, like, you know, I just show it to them and I just say, okay, you know, if you'd like to write a story about what you think is going on in this picture, um, sometimes I'll do it with famous artworks, but then sometimes I'll even use some of the kids' artworks because they seem to get really excited that it's like, a kid's artwork and not someone who's famous that they don't know. Right. Um, cool. Like we did this, like we did the scream one time and those were hysterical. Those stories about, you know, why that guy was screaming and who the guys were in the background. Right. Um, I can see you know, that. And, and there's so much and going on them, in that painting. Yeah. And I've done, uh, I've, I've done quite a few. I did like, um, I'll try, we, we have books of them. I actually when when they're done. Um, I had a teacher one year that was great with it and she had the kids actually type them up. And one year actually the technology teacher did it and she had them type them up and put the image like on the page and we printed them all out and then we binded them down in the um, teacher's room. So I keep them in my free time areas and that they're like little storybooks that the kids could take out and read what other kids wrote about the, about the artworks. And it's just, some of them are hysterical. <laughs> Mrs. Rusinello is doing it. She's stimulating happiness. She's creating learning experiences designed to open up the imagination. I wanted to find out more about what she's doing with her own kids during these stay-at-home days. Let's let's talk about what's going on here um, with the, the the pandemic 
as it's going um, because both of us have kids and mm-hmm. we're both like, go, what are we going to do here? We're stuck at home. <laughs> um, what are some things that parents and uh, maybe some teachers with their kids, um, uh, with their own kids, what, what are some things that we could get our kids doing right now? Well, I'm going to make you laugh on this one. So when I was dismissed from school on Friday, I stopped at Michael's on the way home. (laughs) No. No. And I bought tons of things that I knew the kids would like. And I did buy some of, like, some of those things from Michael's. Like, they can kind of entertain and do it themselves. Um, You know, they just, it's a mask and they color it in. Um, but I did stop there on my way home and I grabbed stickers and birdhouses and all these different things so that when they're home and they tell me they're bored, um, they can sit down at the table and, and create, pick something out of the bag and create things. Um, but some of the other things, I mean, at, at home, my girls are always, always writing, always drawing their stuff all over the house all the time. No matter what I clean, it's everywhere. Um, <laughs> But I always have canvases in the in the house. I have drawing paper around the house. Um, again, like my girls are very um, like self sufficient with that. Like if they feel like they want to draw or they paint, they just kind of go and they they know where we keep it all. We have like a little art area with like a table and bins with all different like markers and crayons and colored pencils. And they're really good with just kind of taking what they want, sitting down at the table and creating. Um, but I started at a really young age with them that that's just their art area. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're used to that. But I, I, I recommend that a lot of times to parents when they're asking, you know, my kid likes to create art, like how can I get them to do it at home? And I would just say, if you could just make somewhere in the house, that's like their special area, that this is where you can do the, these things and, you know, buy some bins and things and separate it and, Um, my daughter loves when we go through it all and like rearrange it. Um, she made labels for it, put all the labels on the boxes. So she felt like it was like her thing. You know, if you get a reward at home and you're into art and you like making things, maybe your reward can be, Hey, I get to go to the art store and I get to pick one thing that I really want from the art store. And, um, some of the kids come back and they tell me like, Oh, I went and I got a box of you know, pastels, or I went and I bought like a craft kit or like a new marker set. And that made them more excited than going to Target and getting a toy. During the last episode, Mrs. Rusinello talked about all of the available videos, online tools that teachers and parents can use to teach their kids or show their kids something to learn. And, uh, I reminisced on, uh, where I, I only had G.I. Joe back in my day when I was 10. And, uh, um, well, we used to look back in the, back in the day of G.I. Joe. It was, <laughs> it was, you know, that was it. You had your G.I. Joe and, and you played with them for a couple of weeks. It got really boring and then it was nothing. And then it got locked in the closet or something, lost, head blown up. I don't know, but, you know. The experience of blowing up G.I. Joe is way better than. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
My brothers uh, made uh, Stretch Armstrong explode because they stretched him so long. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, they remember that. And they we don't... still talk about it to this day. So. Yes. <laughs> and my brother just turned, what, 50? So. <laughs> <laughs> and to say that sounds crazy. How is my brother 50? But oh, he's 50. God. I'm old. I don't, I I'm don't get it. <laughs> and now we know. The brain is just like Stretch Armstrong. If you stretch the brain far enough, it'll explode with creativity. And when that happens, you create happiness. Thank you, Mrs. Carrie Rusinello, for bringing happiness into this world. Well, that about does it for this episode of Heart to Art. Heart to Art is produced by Artsonia, the world's largest museum for kids' art. With over 75 million pieces of art featured on our website, we have raised over $10 million for children's arts education. Our mission is to bring communities together to celebrate children's artistic expressions. And once again, I'd like to thank Mrs. Carrie Rusinello for joining me on this episode of Heart to Art. And I hope you'll join me for next week's episode. Don't forget to upload your art. Bye now. <laughs>